evening, Illini fans. Welcome to the first edition of the Orange and Blue News Podcast, where we'll be discussing Illinois athletics, oftentimes pregame, postgame, recruiting information, and other related topics. Um, you can ask us questions by downloading the Anchor Podcast app from your smartphone um, or tablet, um, or in search for Orange and Blue News and ask right away. Tonight, you're listening, your host is Kelly Prince, and you're talking on my host tonight, our guest with me, is Jim Cotter from Danville Commercial News, um, and he's a reporter for WGCY FM 106.3, and also he does video work for Orange and Blue News. How are you doing this evening, Jim? I'm doing fine, Kedrick. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, I wish we could bring better news um, to the Illini fans. Um, they suffered another loss to the Wisconsin Badgers. I believe it's 14 in a row. Losing at home last night, 72 to 60. I'm one of the few people who really thought they were going to get that win last night, even though Wisconsin was favored by four. I really thought Illinois was going to pull out the win. And, you know, the way they played, it was there for the taking. You know, if you would have told me you held Ethan Happ under, you know, 10 or 15 points and, and not 15, 20 rebounds, I would have guaranteed a win. And somehow Illinois found a way to lose again. Definitely. I mean, you know, you had that, you know, you had Wisconsin right where you wanted him. Like you said, you held Ethan Happ in check, but Nate Reavers, who had a career night for the Badgers, picked up the slack that uh, Happ didn't get, you know, that Happ missed. And, uh, you know, uh, you did just exactly what you you wanted to do when Underwood's been uh, preaching is getting the foul line. You You were in the double bonus with I think the thirteen forty four mark of the second half. So it's it's not like, you know, you just, you know, you didn't make your free throws. You're only 12 of 22 from the free throw line. You lose by 12, you miss 10 free throws. That's, you know, a two-point game right there. So you didn't take care of business down the stretch how you're supposed to. And, I mean, uh, you, you can't keep doing that to teams like Wisconsin. No, and it seems like they shoot themselves in the foot. And, you know, you talk about, like, being unlucky, I guess, and, you know, Nate has a career night. You know, you get Ethan to not score. Then on the other side of it, you miss free throws. You turn the ball over at, at, at crucial times. I thought, I mean, we're all different. We all have different opinions as reporters. But to me, the game, you know, the turning point of the game was when Aaron Jordan tied the game up with, at the free throw line. And then, the, you know, Illinois gets the ball, and then Felice goes out on the court and he charges. They never could. They just never could get over the hump. They could never take the lead in the second half. And it was like Wisconsin was giving them the game. You know, if you would have told me, you know, the aisle, you know, would have missed free throws or Trent down the stretch, you know, or Georgie, you know, who's been pretty solid at the free throw line. I mean, they're not bad free throw shooters. And it's like there's just cloud covering over them to get over the hump and to win. And I know the Big Ten is tough. And I think they've Illinois has played so well as of late, except for the Iowa game. You know they've been in games, and this was a home game. And I, you, you have to serve faith. And right now, you know they're five and fourteen. You know, so I don't want to say the season is shot, but the season is shot. And you know you want to be able to give the fans something to hang their hat on. And right now they just look flat to me. Last night, they, I, I, I know the kids haven't quit because they're still playing hard. They just look really flat to me. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, like you said, the kids have not quit. They're a young team. They've had one of the toughest schedules in all of college basketball to play. And, you know, those factors, you know, add up to that five and 14 record, unfortunately. 
And it's, you know, I think the Illini, you know, the players gave the fans a sense of false hope a week ago when they beat Minnesota like they did, you know, not just beat Minnesota, destroyed Minnesota at home. Then they go to Iowa and, you know, go up against a veteran Hawkeye squad. And then always, you know, with Wisconsin, the way, you know, Wisconsin's always plays the same way. They always have somebody that, you know, is always a veteran presence, you know, half and then that Reavers will be the next guy. And then we've got guys like Khalil Iverson and those it's a veteran team, but you know, with, with Illinois, with all the youth, you know, then you've got guys like Kipper Nichols who has kind of disappeared and uh, who knows what's going on with that because it's his third game of not scoring. And I mean, you just can't have that. You know what? Let's talk about Kipper for a second. You know, Kipper and Aaron are the quote unquote upperclassmen and they've been around the longest and they've had the most on-court experience. But Kipper has just been tough. I mean, he's been tough, and I know Brad will never throw his kids under the bus. He's just not like that. He was inconsistent last year, and I just don't know if this is the right fit for him. I really don't. Um, he was a, he was a no-show in November. You know, they needed him in Maui. He was nowhere to be found. They probably would have won the first game against Gonzaga. I mean, as hard as that may you know, be for people to fathom, you know, because they were in the game. And then he did okay in December, but now he's gone. And it's like he's gone again. And I, don't, I really don't. And he's tough for the fans to figure out. You know, Underwood kind of cut his minutes last night, you know, and it's deserving. And then when he gets in the game, I, his body language looks like he doesn't care. I could be wrong, but it looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's, it's like, you know, guys that, uh, should be maybe playing over him like Tevian Jones and Alan Griffin uh, are starting to see some minutes, but you know, Tevian had that eight game suspension earlier. So he's just trying to get his legs back. And then Alan Griffin has shown flashes, but you know, you're not getting anything out of Kipper Nichols. And until uh, you start seeing something from him, uh, I don't see where those minutes are going to come from. And those minutes should start to decrease. I agree. I mean, if you look the last few games, he was he was one of the uh, – well, yesterday he didn't start, but he was one of the first guys to come out. Let me ask you your opinion, and, I, and, I, and I'm definitely going to share mine. What's your opinion on the youth movement? Um, you know, my take is this. You know, and I've, I'm going to be honest. I've talked to a number of coaches today, high school, and I talked to today two other Division One coaches, one from the Big Ten and one from the Big 12. And they told me, you know, they're 5-14. and 14. And if they, if, if they were in the same situation as Coach Underwood today and right now, the younger kids would play. You have to start building for the future because you have to give these kids a chance because next year, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Aaron Jordan's going to be gone. We don't know what's going to happen to Kipper Nichols. He, he could graduate and he could be gone. He could leave and go somewhere else, you know, technically. And then you're going to be stuck with kids who don't have any playing time experience, you know. Who cares if Tevian Jones goes 0 for 3, you know, or Samba Kane goes 0 for 4? The bottom line is you're getting the same thing from Adonis and you're getting the same thing from Kipper. Those, you know, those guys are done, you know, and, and no disrespect, you know, to De La Rosa, it looks like he's hurting. And to me, I don't see what he can do at this point at 5 and 14 where it's going to benefit the program long term. That's why I think right now you really have to. And guys like Alan Griffin, and you know, they need court time because they are good and they're talented. Alan, I believe, scored eight points against Iowa Sunday in limited minutes. You know what? I think people could accept it more 
if the younger kids were getting those minutes. But some people say, hey, you don't throw a game now that you're throwing it, and you play to win. And I get that, but, but it hasn't happened yet, Jim. Right. I mean, and at this point, like you said, what do you have to lose? You're five and 14. You want to give these guys a chance. You want to show them that they're an integral part of your future or else they're going to, you know, get frustrated and leave. Like you had that mass uh, exodus last year of players that left you with, you know, seven or eight freshmen this year, you're just going to keep re, you know, restocking and everything, bringing in new players and you can't have any continuity that way. And you've only got two guys that are signed or ones that none that are signed right now. You've got two in this recruiting class. You're going to need more than that. You're going to need some wing players. Uh, You've got your, you know, Kofi Cockburn and Antoine January in the folds ready to come in next year. But I mean, if you lose, you know, you know, you're going to lose Aaron Jordan. Uh, You're going to need a couple more guards and Iowa and Trent can't do it all, but uh, you just, you, you have to, you have to, go to the youth movement, you have to play these young kids. Yes, I, I agree. And I don't know, at some point in time, I mean, he's probably going to do it. And I know last night, you know, when you hear a press conference or see a press conference, things can be taken out of context. But someone asked his thought about playing the young guys. I think it was Samba Kane, Griffin, and Tevin Jones, a total of eight minutes. And he made the comment of them not earning it or something. That was, fans were really upset by that. You know, they were really, really upset. And, again, things could be taken differently, and, you know, there's probably more added to it. But they were upset. And it is difficult for some of these kids because they are losing it to sit and watch, you know, a guy like Samba King. Let's talk about him for a second. George is going to be on the court next year. got a, a five-star recruit, Kofi Cockburn, who's going to come in, and you know he's going to play. So what does Samba fit in? You know what I'm saying? So you got to get these guys minutes because I don't. I think Samba's good enough to play. I've been one of his fans forever because he can run and jump and he can defend. He will bring way. He's bringing more to the table than Adonis at this point. I just I wish that I could I could see the future. It would make people feel better. You know, like I said to you earlier, because then they could say, you know what, Illinois is going to be okay. You know, Illinois got some good young talent because some of these kids are, they're never going to say, well, I'm upset, I'm mad, I'm, I'm okay with not playing. These kids have egos. All these kids started on their teams and they're sitting here watching guys make mistakes and they're still sitting behind. So that's kind of why I was asking because to me, it is tough. And most coaches would take that route. You know, whether they're, I can't say they're not ready. I made the comment the Sumo last week. They're no longer freshmen. They're sophomores now. You know, they've had, you know, this is the second part of the season and it's time for them to step. Exactly. And and I mean, with your comment about Samba, you know, he has shown flashes of brilliance this year. I mean, yeah, he's not getting nearly enough minutes as he should because Georgie's playing so well, but Georgie can't be on the court for 30, 35 minutes either. He's got to have a breather coming out. And Adonis De La Rosa, he still looks like he's not 100%. You can tell out there, to, you know, with the knee brace and everything, that he's he's just not getting it done. And you know, and you know, and so, the, right. so he's and you're exactly right. If he's not a hundred percent, so why is he out there? There was a play last night. Uh, I think Ethan Hap drove right by him, and he stood his put his arms up. He didn't even attempt to jump because I don't think he can. Samba did a good job on Luca Garza. Or something he blocked a couple of shots, 
you're not going to get that from him, and you're not getting points from Adonis. So why? That's what people are, are confused by, and I am too. I mean, Samba would at least, and if he fouls, so what? Exactly. I mean, you know, and 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 Samba does have some athleticism, and you know, he needs to be able to showcase that. And you know, you're not going to have De La Rosa next year. He's just here for one year, and you know, then you've got you know another guy who's you know not going to play at all, Anthony Higgs, who knows what he's going to be like, or if he is even going to be around next year. So you just, you've got a lot of unknowns right now. And if, you know, if, you know, you're, you're bringing Samson old Demeji off the bench, which kind of turned a few heads last night when he came off the bench when he did. And, but you know, nothing against Samson, don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, you've got other guys that probably could step in there in that situation, you know, you were, you only lost by 12. It's not like you were down 20 to 25 points where you're bringing these guys off the bench, you know, Brad's son, Tyler Underwood didn't, didn't even play last night. And Brad has said before that he's probably the best defender on the team. If Tyler's not getting in the ball game, then you know that, you know, there's, there's some kind of a disconnect going here. Yes, there is. And I know last night why Samson was in the game. I mean, and that backfired, but it was smart. He brought him in the game to follow Ethan, who's one of the worst free throw shooters in the Big Ten. And like I said to you at the beginning of this podcast, you know, Illinois seems to be unlucky. Ethan goes up to the free throw line. I don't think he's made two free throws in a row all season. You know, sarcasm. Um, But he knocked him down. You know, so, you know, but let me ask you this. Looking at the rest of the schedule, who do you see on the schedule? Well, I mean, there's all, you know, thank goodness you don't go to Rutgers because Rutgers has proven that they're a whole different team at the rack than they are on the road. And so you've got a chance to beat them when they come to State Farm Center in a week, uh, probably Penn State. But then again, you know, Pat Chambers could figure it out and turn things around. And I still think you're, there's going to be one that you're going to get that you're not supposed to get. And I don't know if uh, good luck lately with Michigan State playing in champ. You know is that possibility? No, it's never the case. But at the same time, it wouldn't you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Michigan State is playing as well as anybody. I mean, they just beat Iowa at home tonight you know, on the road. So I agree with you. Um, it's just going to be tough because you're right. I think, you know, there'll be somebody that they're not supposed to. And, you know, the fans will get that tease again the way they got it, you know, last week against, you know, Minnesota. But I would like to see them win a couple games, you know, to string a couple games along. They need to show some sign of growth. There has to be some something in the program to show, hey, you know what, we're getting better. We're turning the corner. You know, one win isn't going to do that. And I tell you, going, you know, to Madison Square Garden to play Maryland, who's probably one of the hottest teams in the country, not just the Big Ten, that's going to be tough, you know, on a short turnaround. So the scouting report, you know, is going to be difficult because you just played Wisconsin at home last night. So what are your thoughts? Definitely. And, and I mean, looking around the State Farm Center last night, just by the looks of the crowd, I mean, yeah, it was an 8 o'clock start on a Wednesday night, but just – it wasn't full. I mean, you can tell that the fans, there's there's some kind of, uh, you know, uh, upheaval 
and, and champagne. I mean, people aren't happy with how things are going. They don't want to come out if unless, you know, the team's doing good. And the team hasn't been good for a few years. I mean, will we get back to the glory days of like 2005 or 1989? Who knows? But it'd be just nice to get them back into the NCAA tournament talk as well. You know, just to get the tournament, you know, to win some Big Ten games, to be respectable, you know, because you're right, it's it's tough. You know, all schools have passionate fan base. You know, Illinois has been one of the best basketball programs in the country for years, and right now they're just starving for a winner. I mean, you if you go to social media, they're, they're all opinionated, and I get it. You know, and it's tough. It's real tough, and it's tough for the kids to, you know, because they're the ones going through it. And, you know, like I said to you, I mean, I don't know, you know, when it's going to happen, if it's this year, but they have to start showing some growth. So, well, listen, Jim, you know, this is our first podcast. There's going to be, you know, many, many more. Um, you know, I'm, this Saturday when they play Maryland, we, you know, we may do a pregame and, you know, we'll talk and we'll get a couple other guys on, on here on the Orange and Blue News podcast and we'll discuss, you know, the Maryland game here and then we'll get Doug on and we'll do some recruiting and Brad and we can, you know, keep this thing rolling. I think that sounds like a good idea. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's something the fans would enjoy doing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of giving people an inside look inside the uh, program. Well, thanks, Jim. And um, we'll see you on the courts. All right. Go on, Kedrick. Bye.